<laughs> magic any magic persona that you want to pretend you are this is this is your chance this is your moment you know lights camera action This is our moment. This is our perfect moment with you, the listeners and watchers. I think that'll, that'll do. That was nice. And we are live. Hello, we are Pixel Points. We are a group of people from around the world. In fact, the only podcast that talks about two things that we enjoy which is good beer and video games we're not here to promote drinking please drink responsibly especially at eight o'clock in the morning so um unless you've just carried on through from the night before then it counts gone um yeah you can find us on social media just search for pixel points and you'll find us everywhere on twitter at pixel underscore points on at instagram at pixel points pod YouTube, just search Pixel Points and you'll find all of our episodes archived. And you can always watch us live on Twitch whenever we go live. How cool is that? You can find the audio versions of the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Well done, everybody. Right, before we do introductions this week, I have an important news update. Um, this is a, a COVID update straight from the Mushroom Kingdom. So I'd like to bring you this breaking news from the Mushroom Kingdom of the status of the inhabitants and their impact on future Nintendo titles. We can confirm that Bowser and the Bowser family have been isolating in their castle. They have no reports of infections and have confirmed that they have all received both doses of the vaccine. Princess Peach is upset having to isolate 12 days ahead of her upcoming tennis match against Yoshi. Wario and Waluigi have both confirmed the vaccination status, but are both blaming each other for the numerous crashes in the last karting world tour race. Donkey Kong is said to be beating his chest with rage that his tropical island has been on the Mushroom Kingdom red list for COVID despite having zero cases. Luigi has, con has confirmed in an abundance of caution that he has had all the vaccines multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> If there were any character that would that would do that, it would be Luigi. Uh, controversy abounds regarding Mario's vaccination status. When Act asked at a pre-Smash tournament, he described himself as being fully immunized. When asked to elaborate what that means, he just said, It's-a me, Mario, and walked off stage. It's come to light that he's been taking mushroom-based remedies from Toad and his family. Uh, none of the Smash Bros, Mario Kart, Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, all Mario Party governing bodies have commented on the issue. Samus Aaron was asked for her thoughts on these developments, who said, What are you talking about? I kind of have my hands full right now. Can I get back to you once I've figured out how to kill angry PS5 robots? Martin. Gooigi is apparently immune to the virus. Tom Nook has said to be investing his considerable bell fortune into a Gooigi based cure. Uh, no one has seen Gooigi since, and no one cares. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, uh, if Matt was on, and um, now here's Matt 
with the Las Vegas weather report. So he's <laughs> not here. So he's basically just ruined the whole bit. Da, 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 da. The sunny report. <laughs> um, I have a follow-up question, McWomble. Um, have you heard any um, further news about the possible fines that Mario might, might be incurring? Do you know um, if he was wearing his mask in the tennis facilities and so on and so forth? It, it was going to be less than Yoshi's getting fined for wearing the wrong colored sneakers. <laughs> it's Mario. I mean, come on, the golden boy. Gets treated better than everyone else. You guys know this. Oh, oh, any status on the Koopas? Um, there was going to be a joke in there about that, but I decided to take it out. It was a bit on the nose. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Now I feel like you have room. to. Now I feel like you have to say it because I want to know. <laughs> um, I, I was going to describe the. Well, I was going to say that the. Um, the toad people in the Mushroom Kingdom described it as the um, Goomba virus. Oh. Oh, that's horrible. Mario racism, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sure Nintendo to prove. Uh, it'll, yeah. it'll make it in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, with, was, with Chris Pratt. Be, with Chris Pratt, it would be anti-trans, though. No, whilst he whilst he said whilst he says that he um, is a friend to, to trans people and has got no issue with it, he's quite happy to give significant donations to Christian charities who believe that trans people are. In, well, I'm trying to think of the crazy term they use. They believe in conversion uh, therapy. Yeah, weirdos. Conversion therapy. It's just what are you anyway? Yes, we're to, here to talk about beers and video games, not that. So, Evan, how's things in Japan? And he can't hear Sorry. us anymore. Oh damn it! Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Sorry, my internet is not. I don't have the best connection now. What did you say? It doesn't matter. Um, we know. We now know how you are. Your internet connection's not that good. Um, a lot. Dave, it's been a while. How are you? Uh, yeah, it has. Um, I'm. I'm not bad. It's morningy here. I'm a bit tired, but I'll live. Time to come round. How is Forza Horizon Five? Very, very good. It's just like more, you... but more, which isn't a I bad take... thing. I take it you didn't pay for it to play it early, or did you? No, I did. I paid for the extras, but the um, the extra I didn't pay to pay for it, uh, play early. I paid for the DLC and the VIP status and the car pack, which come with it. The uh, the nice four days earlier is just a, a cherry on top of that particular. I, I actually, it's an absolute piss take. Phil, what are you playing at? Um, so saying something is day and date on Game Pass, but then you can pay to get it early. It's not day and date, then, is it? Well, see, the thing is, right, it depends on how you look at it, doesn't it? So everybody's saying you get it four days early, but you don't. It, it, you know, you were paying for the extra stuff. You're paying for the DLC on top. They've always done this with Forza Horizon. You could do this with three. You could do this with four. Um, you could do it with Motorsport 6 and Motorsport 2nd. They've always offered the uh, guys that bought the top whack version of that game with all the DLC and everything included, the uh, four day earlier access, in fact I don't even think it was four day earlier access, I think for some of the other ones it was like two days, but I mean it's one of those things, I think this is a bit of a 
gamer storming a teacup, which is just going to dissipate and no one's going to remember. Because that's what they want to happen. Oh, yes. But but you look at what was in that pack. So you got a discount on top of it on top. And you got, as a Game Pass subscriber, a game and all of its content, which two years ago would have cost you £90 and you got it for 35 So... Or if you didn't want all the extra content, or you weren't sure you didn't want all the extra content, you didn't have to buy it. And it's not like it's a competitive game particularly, whereby those four-day access is the difference between you being competitive or not. It just isn't that way. Mm. I don't know. It's it, it's in, in the grand scheme of grubby things that companies yeah, do. It's this not one, at the this top one of the list. Not top of the list. Not when you look at what Rockstar pulled this week. You know. Mm. <laughs> You, you mean Rockstar get a free pass? Mitch, how's things in LA? Uh, it's, it's getting better. Uh, last week, unfortunately, I had some uh, tor- horrible news that happened when I woke up in the morning, which was my grandfather died of COVID, which was really, really great news, guys. Uh, so um, he was fully vaccinated, and I will implore anyone that even though he had died and he was fully vaccinated to get vaccinated because... Um, he did not deserve to die this early. Um, he definitely still had many more years he could have lived and uh, been seen with his grandchildren, some he never got to see yet. Um, he was looking forward to seeing and he never got to see. And so um, don't be selfish, get vaccinated, help out the rest That's of the world because um, no one needs to die for the stupid virus that um, it's no one's fault that this is obviously something happened and, and it created a situation, but um, no one needs to be stupid and, and, and hurt more people um, to, to have this continue just for your own personal gain. That's stupid. Um, besides that, it's been, it's been good game better. Uh, um, I can say uh, by multiple leaderboards that I'm better at both McWomble and Erebus Jones at Forza. Cause I keep kicking your asses. <laughs> I stopped playing that game. It just got a bit. It got a bit repetitive. I got. I think I'm about three and a half hours in, and I and I'm pretty much at the point where I'm like, I'll play for like thirty minutes, and then I'll stop, and then I'll come back to it the next day, like thirty minutes later. Um, I'm trying to see if there's something more to it, but at the moment, driving games aren't my thing. The but I know it's like a good. It's a good quality driving game. It's just. Not my cup of tea, and no offense, I cannot stand the 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 event people that are speaking in my ear like, oh, check, it's got, it's, we got Horizon, we got a new event. And I'm like, oh my god, can you shut the F up, please? Like, I just, just give me the waypoints, and then I'll pick them and go. Please stop talking in my ear. I really just want you to stop. <laughs> racing, the, racing the train was cool. Those things, racing the, the hovercraft and things like that, they're, they're, they're cool. Yeah, but, those are cool. And I, like yeah, people so on motorcycles like, and in wet in, and and then in uh, sky suits, that was cool. Like it's it's cool events. It's just, and then the, the whole thing they're like trying to set you up being like, and then this is your new home and like you get to go to your uh, your casa and I'm like just no 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 I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> don't do it this way. This is not the way. <laughs> So Evan, if you want to, if anyone wants to learn English, um, <laughs> use an official teacher. Don't use Forza. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Real people, real people do not talk like that, right? Um, <laughs> move, moving on. Um, do quiz first or beers first? 
Ah, beers first. Come on, McWomble. You can't change the you can't change the uh, can't change the format. The format is the format. You can't change it. <laughs> right. So who actually has beers? I don't because it's eight o'clock in the morning. I don't because it's eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't because I, I, I the other update is I hurt myself playing tennis today, so I'm trying to recover as fast as possible. So no alcohol for me because I'm on pain medication. And an, do you also have an oxygen tent? No, but I do have Gatorade. <laughs> um, but I, 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 so I it's either family. it's either a hamstring or a groin, which then I like feel bad as Oof. a football player because of like, oh, I can get, I understand your pain. <laughs> Evan, you're carrying uh, the sign today, then. Yeah, I. Um, so the beer that uh, I get a bi-monthly package from Mino Brewing. That's where all these beers are from. This is one of each of their. Uh, beers that they release and uh, every package will have the kind of their 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 mainstay beers and then one seasonal beer and so the seasonal beer package in this month is uh actually this label is always the same and they only change the top i don't know if you can see it it says uh autumn saison mm-hmm. oh i'm sorry fall fall saison because leaves fall down as uh mcwomble likes yeah. to say you're you're not going to pass any kind of English course using. Fail. My professor watching this. <laughs> That's not how you spell season either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just it was a mistake on the labels. We're like, oh shit! Well, now we have to make a saison, or else uh, we're not going to get these. Uh, we're going to have to reprint these labels. Um, this is this is a bit of a weird one because a saison is usually a quite light beer, um, in taste and clarity more of um like a golden beer and uh this one is very dark it's like an amber ale almost and it's it's not opaque per se but it's not as clear as a normal saison so i i don't really know exactly what their um their angle was on this it it almost looks like they decided to make a saison but they wanted to also make an amber ale at the same time so one of the big flavor notes of a saison is like the citrusy mostly lemon flavor and then um a bit of pepperiness and that just comes from the yeast apparently the yeast is a bit finicky and hard to work with it's similar to a wine type uh yeast and so a lot of people don't make saisons but i've seen a lot of them lately like uh, i don't know what it is maybe it is an autumn thing but um yeah it's very very lemony on top uh the weird thing it's almost tangy Yeah, the weird thing is, um, it's quite heavy for a saison. It, it it is tangy on the tongue, but then it gets like really, really bitter. I this does not taste like a saison to me, but I still like it. It's almost closer to an amber ale, and I'm fine with that. It's kind of this weird crack at some sort of like fusion style or whatever. And uh, anything that uh, tastes a bit different but also tastes good is fine in my book. So yeah. This is a this is a this is a nice beer, and at six percent, that's quite high for a saison. They're usually like four. But yeah, this is this uh, autumn saison by Mino Brewery. It's uh, quite good. I like it. I'd probably have a couple before I switched over. Uh, I had my my second ever fun marble drink. Yeah. Um. The the Yuzu one was nicer that I had last time. I also have um. 
something else that's probably it has no ABV, but I'd say it's probably about ninety percent sugar. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait, was it say un- wait was it say under pineapple? I can't read it. It's pineapple soda. Oh soda, okay. There's an old Jamaica ginger ginger company. They make ginger cake. Yeah. They? Yeah, with sugar and sweetener. Marvellous. That's fifteen gram fifteen grams of sugar in this. All right, right for that song, ready? Sugar, da na 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 na. Oh, honey, honey. Okay, so it initially tastes like pineapple, and now just tastes like sweet syrupiness. Mm. So you know that beverage, the first one you had, the marble beverage. Um, I was just at the um, we call it H Mart. Um, but it's our, it's the Asian grocery store here in LA. If you're going down to Koreatown, um, which is where I live nearby. Um, and they, that's where I get that beverage. Unfortunately, they don't have it. They have other flavors, but that's the only one I like drinking. And it's fortunately because of the, the supply shortage and, the the chain the disruption in the chain, uh, that they don't have any at the moment, which made me very sad. Uh, apparently, there's a shortage of roast chicken flavored Walker's crisps in this country because of supply chain issues. So, personally, I'm not devastated because those okay. crisps are minging. Um, but for those of you who are, you are wrong for liking that flavor. Uh, minging's a bit harsh, but it's definitely a last choice pack at the bottom of the multi pack, isn't it? Oh, it's only <laughs> the chicken left. Whatever. It's a nice accompaniment to a tuna sandwich, chicken crisps. Fits right in. Yeah, they figured like, well, we got to cut a flavor. Like, well, it's got to be that one. So. Oh yeah, I guess I should show these since you showed your your beverage. So there's one thing I really do like getting at the um, at the H Mart is this is my favorite kind of snack to get. Now, I actually so for the most part they also have one. They also have something like this, but it's us. Um, it's, it's my friend calls it an Asian version of Sun Chips, and I got those two. Okay. They're in my cabinet right now but i've tried i bought two two bags because i wanted because i was like oh probably and they taste really good and i know why it's because the type of so like these types of foods are way lighter than american style like this could you could find this as an american style food but it tastes fundamentally different it tastes a little sweeter but like lightly sweet and then it's also lighter it's not as heavy in the in the corn department I don't know what the process is that makes it taste lighter, uh, not as much, but it's the same process that went into the the sun chips that are the Asian style, and I like those so much more than the American style sun chips. So I'm like, wow, fundamentally, my my mind is my life has been changed by snack foods by just going to the Asian style. Right, and on the note of all of our poor life choices. Um, on Christmas beverages. We have a quiz. Dave, you can't take part because uh, it is just Mitch versus Seven. That would not be fair. Wait. If they can't get any of the answers right, feel feel free to chime in. Is this actually, is this a scored quiz? Yeah, this is proper quiz quiz. Oh, Jesus. Hold on. I, 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 this is getting down to the wire, too. I mean, how many will we have before the end of the year? This could. One um... more. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Uh, oh no, this works because actually it um, huh, the way I have it set up, it works perfect. Okay, 
I'm, I'm, re- when, I'm ready for you. I just, when I'm, when I I'm by myself, I'm pretty fucking bad at these things, to be honest. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, because we're talking about video game anniversaries, because uh, Skyrim is being released for the 10th anniversary edition, it seems like it's had a anniversary edition each year for nine years. Uh, it's been released so many goddamn times. Um, but because of that, we're talking about video games and birthdays. Oh, before so, you Mitch, start, here's the here's the score. Uh, Mixki or whatever ours is. <laughs> Whatever mine is, it's 16, and then Devin has 15. Mitch, because you're in the lead, would you like to go first or second? Hmm. Go first. Okay. Uh, so, Mitch, name a game, and there have been multiple, where from Kojima Studios, where they've placed a birthday Easter egg reward for the player if you play the game on your birthday. Metal Gear Solid 3. It is a Metal Gear Solid 3, but no, it is Metal Metal Gear, but it's not 3. Oh, it's not 3? It would have to be 4 then, Son of the Patriots. Or Guns of the Patriots, but I'm probably wrong. You think he could have spent more time making a fun game rather than pissing around sticking shit like that? It's, it's just, you're al- what are you allocating funds to? This is not important. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I gave I'm, my answer, so if I'm right, I'm right, I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's uh, MGS5 is one of them, I know. Yeah, it's the um, MGS5 and the Phantom Pain and Death Stranding all had birthday Easter eggs. In Wait, them. Death Stranding isn't a Kojima... Oh, it is a Kojima game, never mind. Here, I'm thinking... Um, Damn it. I, I was thinking uh, Konami, not Kojima. Shoot. I would have said Death Stranding. Damn it. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so if you played um, Norman Reedus' character, whatever his name is, who cares, had a birthday cake in his little pod thing mm-hmm. that he lives in. Yeah. And if you leave, you get a special birthday message from Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> um, so no points to Mitch Evan. Your first question. Nintendo included a birthday present for players on their birthdays where you could have a party with your me and all of your other friends' me's. What was the game? Utopia? It was Tomodachi Life. I don't even know that. I didn't even that kind of like a Miitopia game? Was that the... Was that the, um... The mobile one? Yeah. It was no it's on yeah, it was handheld one. Shoot. Um, Alright. Mm. Mitch, in what game could you literally blow out your birthday candles by blowing on your three DS? Is it a is it a WarioWare game? Oh, I, I don't I don't know which I don't know which one it's called uh, or what's that Wario game that you do funky stuff isn't it Wario think of one of the best think of one of the I'll give you a hint think of one of the best selling games of last year oh Animal Crossing it, yeah Animal Crossing but which one I don't even know <laughs> for the 3D for the 3DS <laughs> it's just... Uh, it's Animal Crossing New Leaf. 
Oh, pff. I can't let him know that. <laughs> yeah, I was like thinking, I was thinking WarioWare as well, Mitch. I'm like, just yeah. start throwing out WarioWare, shake and bake. <laughs> WarioWare, wiggle and jiggle. <laughs> WarioWare, touch your penis. Uh, sorry, it's, we're, we're dealing with euphemisms. I... <laughs> sorry. Is that, is, that, is that what you were writing your paper on? Um, we immediately, we got our, we got our strike. It's just um, demonetized instantly. I'm not advocating. I mean, you're afforded the freedoms of your own body, but uh, I'm not telling you to. It's a hell of a way it's to pay elite free. agents, that's for sure. Elite <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, right. What is it with the DS and these, these subtitles? Elite beat agents. <laughs> The two, the, the two, the two we guys in those commercials, we would like to play. That gives a, there's a whole new meaning to that. Ah. Evan, control right. yourself. And Fire Emblem, Emblem Three Houses. If you logged in on your birthday, you would receive flowers and a letter from your house leader. You could also take them to a tea party. Um, that but game what doesn't does... want you to do anything other than stupid side faff and not let you play the game. Sorry, sorry, carry on. But what does the player character get as a bonus for logging in on your birthday? Uh, player character gets um, a birthday hat. That would be wrong. You get a plus two charm increase. Uh... That was my second guess. Plus two charm increase. Mitch, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, the cockroach of gaming, turns 10 this year. Um, but which tactical squad-based first-person shooter turns 15 this month? Re restate what kind of game it is, a first-person... Tactical squad-based first-person shooter. By who? Um, by the um, people who make everything related to uh, a deceased writer um, who wrote about shooty bang bang things. Tom Clancy. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? First person. It's not Rainbow Six. It is it Rainbow is. Six. For one point, the which Rainbow Six game? Oh, Jesus Christ. Wait, sorry, what was the... You might have to restate the question. <laughs> I was just trying to get the game first. What, what's the... So, which tactical squad-based first-person shooter turns 15 this month? Rainbow, so, you know it's Rainbow, Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six... New Vegas? Or Las Vegas? I can't give that. It's Rainbow Six Vegas. Ah, oh, son of a gun! So you need to follow game. Yeah, one point for Mitch po there. Um, I was actually going to. I... Sorry, Dan. Oh, I was Dan. just going to say, was, that, was that just a? Dave. Was that just what the Skyrim thing was? We'll, we'll challenge. We'll, we'll make you think Bethesda. We'll make you think Fallout. We'll make you think New Vegas, and then you'll say Vegas wrong. Yeah, probably. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Probably, because I, because you know, I just, I love. Their games oh so much 
I know, I can't wait to hear what you've got to say about Skyrim in a minute. It's going to be crisp. Um, Evan, your last question. Uh, next month, Remedy uh, will be celebrating the anniversary of the critically acclaimed Max Payne game. How many years ago was it released? Wow, Max Payne 1? Next year, you said, right? 2022? Next month. Next month? Yeah, 2021. Uh, I come out on the PS2. Twenty years. It is twenty years. Oh wow! All right. So that's two points to Evan. So it's all tied up with one quiz to go. I was actually going to protest your massive Tom Clancy hint to Mitch for the previous one. However. Last quiz, uh, there was one about the Dreamcast, uh, that companies sued Dreamcast because they didn't um, use their chip even though they had agreed to use it. Yes. And my answer was, it has something to do with a chip, and you gave it to me. So I think that kind of evens out well, those two things. I don't feel bad, you, too plus, bad about getting that. Plus, he only gave me one point. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. He, I had to right. name, I just had to get I I named Vegas. I just said lost before it and he and he could have just ignored that. He could have just ignored that. So it it comes down to the final quiz of the year. You can't you can't write these things. Well, you can, you can maybe set them up in such a way that it does that. Uh, not not that we <laughs> that's, that's why they call you the quiz master. You knew you you thought this out. When's the when's beginning the, game of the year? Do, do we want to do the game of the game awards as well this year? Yes, because um, I've been the champion two years in a row. <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Right, Mills. Let's let's actually talk about the topic this week, which is significant gaming anniversaries, of which there are many this year. Holy cow! And a surprising are. amount. There are so um, many. So, uh, so we've gone through and hopefully picked a few entries that have got significant anniversaries this year and just say whether or not Evan, have you got the police around your house? No, I I, I can't get used to my light switches, what's on and what's off. So I turn everything on and off three times before I get it right. Okay, that's some oh, form of obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, to say whether these games have aged well or not, and does it matter whether or not they've aged well? If something's a classic, it's a classic for a reason. Um, and then maybe how many of these games do we expect to get remastered in the next few years because video game companies don't have new ideas? Kind of like the movie industry. God damn, that Robocop movie from four or five years ago was awful. Oh, bad. Who would like to talk about Mass Effect 2 first? Oh, did I just let one slip? <laughs> I can't believe it. Why did this topic get picked? Uh, Yuri got yours, and it came out like six months ago. I was going to say, spoiler alert, I think yes. that one's going to get remastered. I have a feeling that uh, it's going to get a super special edition, and then it's going to have an announced new game for a new sequel, like, duh. Yeah, I've got thoughts about the the new Mass Effect that they're working on. I'm not sure that They've got the quality of writing left to Bioware to be able to pull off what they, I think they might be trying to pull off. 
Um, and yes, taking notes. <laughs> yeah, Mass Effect 2 turns 10, um, or turns 10 in January this year. Fabulous game, best in the trilogy. Um, ignore that, and, and yeah, ignore that Andromeda thing. Um, fabulous game. Thank you very much. Who wants to go next? Uh, I got one. 25th anniversary. Can you all guess what game? Civ 2. Pokemon? Sorry, which one did you say, Erebus? Civ 2. Nope. Uh, nope, you're wrong. Uh, Madden Evan... NFL. Nope. Uh, i give you one last hint. Evan might know this. Uh, I played it recently. Oh, it's Lara Croft. Raider? Yeah, this Tomb is Tomb Raider. Games. Tomb yeah. Raider. Oh, I will say... Yep, Tomb Raider is 25. Uh, even though they gave us a bunch of uh, ports that don't work for 98 cents, but besides that, um, I did play the original Tomb Raider. It was uh, a lot more... F- uh, I didn't play the original Tomb Raider in probably six years. It's been quite some time. And um, after playing through the whole first game, I, it helped me to realize, um, again, of how much the game is still st- it still stands the test of time i mean to be honest like I, it, it is because Are you it was sure the, about that yeah the controls i know you're good at controlling the game i watched you play it you knew exactly where to go what to do but to someone who hasn't played it in years and years it seems like it would be a difficult game to well here, a, a bit of the adjusting your kind of tank well, movement jumping hitting those ledges at, at the right point well here's how to here's how it can be put is you know obviously it's not holding up to the test of time in regards to current platformers because current platformers have turned into more of um self-clipping where it's like you jump and it'll it'll guide you to the wall and you'll hug the wall naturally this one you have to actually be precise with your jumping and that's what i actually appreciate so much about the game now playing like all the uncharted games playing like something like ghost of shishima where it's like when you jump you naturally automatically just clip onto the wall because that's that's the way you're supposed to interact with that object where in tomb raider it's like here are the rules here's how far she can jump if you do just a standing jump if you do a running jump uh that's your distances and if you can if she can grab the wall if there's a ledge she can grab it those are the rules now play the game and I think they do enough with the game to be able to show you to say, you know, you can reach that. You know, you can't reach that. And you'll, if you not, you'll learn it very quickly as you play to go, okay, that's reachable. That's not reachable. If that's not reachable, then what do I need to do to get there? And you kind of figure out what the strategy is for that. And I think it still stands to the test of time. And I think that's something that, you know, I wish games did more of. Um, it's something I actually would like to see in a, in another game. Not It might not be necessarily another Tomb Raider game, but I would like to see something like that in another one where uh, with the platforming, where the platforming is kind of like that. I think the closest thing I could get is Mario is the closest thing to getting into that kind of style of platforming. But I even think there, there is some um, caveats and some nuances that Mario does that Tomb Raider still has above it, I think, in platforming. 
Um, I think there's, you... there's just on that point though. I think there's an argument that there's a there's an element here that it's just a case of technology has gotten better. Mm -hmm. So I think the fact oh, that everything sure. is easier now, like you know, you know that you can jump onto something because there's a, a dangling piece of cloth or a big yellow line or something, and so you know that's something you can grab, is a response to the fact that technology is so much better now that like when you look at a cave in Tomb Raider one or two or three or what have you, um, you know, you're clearly in a squarey boxy cave and a ledge is a straight line whereas now you were in a cave and you can't tell what is grippable mm -hmm. because everything just looks kind of like a ledge so i think it's one of the two i think like if you were to play a game like uncharted and there was none of those lines that do an arc where you could climb or the new modern two meters or far cry that's just come out if if anything that was climbable didn't have those kind of indicators on you i think the game would just be end up being horribly frustrating because you'd probably have to jump at every single wall to find the bit that you could clip onto because all the edges would be hidden by shrubs and trees and like you know there, there are no straight lines in nature oh yeah and i think and i think you also lose <laughs> and the, the other element you lose in it too is you know like with the modern games they have now with the technology it's it does look more natural when these when the people are actually climbing where tomb raider it's it is very robotic. It is her movement is exactly the same for every run, every jump, every reach, every climb. <laughs> like it's exactly the same. Which, uh, like Kratos getting in a boat. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so I think. Oh, okay. yeah. so, so I think in, those devs are so lazy. Oh my god. So <laughs> I so I, so I think in some aspects, yeah, I totally agree with you, and that's why I still. But I still think with the contrivances they have with that age of game. It's still playable. It's still enjoyable. Um, and I think if a person, like you said, because of technology, if you went backwards and tried to play this game, it's very clear of the instructions and the rules of how to climb. That if someone would say they their first game was like an Uncharted game or like the new Tomb Raider games, if they hopped into this old Tomb Raider game, there will be a slight learning curve, but I don't think to a drastic point where they're like, I don't know how to climb. I don't know where to climb. It's like, no, it's pretty clear what the rules are to climb. It has to be a straight edge. Um, you have to be able to reach it. There is ways that the game naturally helps tell you if you can jump it or not. So like, if, so like the example, if you go up to the ledge and you don't even have to hit the jump button, you can just hit the hit the grab button and the up button at the same time if she can reach it she'll automatically jump to it so then that helps the player know that's reachable or that's not reachable so i think it does a good job in in many ways that i think it still holds to the test of time yeah demoniacal villains if you don't want nathan drake infiltrating your top secret facility don't paint all the climbable objects white you're yeah. welcome yep Evan, do you have a selection? Oh, yeah. I'll do one now. This is actually a game that I think has aged poorly. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Tell, us, tell, uh, us, uh, tell us the anniversary year first and last guess. Uh, 20 years. Came out on the PlayStation 2. We have already mentioned the developer. Ooh. Naughty it was one dog? of your questions, Mitch. It was one of your questions. Oh, it was one of my that, questions. Metal Gear 2? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh. So, Metal Gear Solid 2 turns 20 this year. I don't know what uh, month it came out. One thing I think is interesting about Metal Gear Solid 2 is... Uh, so, like, I like the Metal Gear Solid franchise up to a point. However, I do agree with 
Dave mentioning just how much not utter nonsense and how drawn out the cutscenes are in that game where they keep saying the same things over and over. It's like, I get it. Let's move on to the next thing. Uh, a lot of Japanese media has, has issues with um, exposition. Like, they don't know how to deliver exposition without directly looking into the camera and telling the audience exactly what's going on. And I think Kojima has the same problem. Uh, one thing that's interesting about this game is... Um, I don't know if... Are you guys familiar with the... Uh, the... Uh, what, what was it? General Campbell's kind of giant monologue about information warfare that was, like, very, very... Um, basically, like, predicting what was going to happen with social media. It's it's actually really, really interesting. Uh, it's so the only thing I've watched now. It's, yeah, it's amazing. So, uh, you'd have to look it up. It's like, I don't even know what he is. General Campbell, Metagrisella, predicts the future, and he just kind of talks about how um, they're, not, they're creating context, the content, and uh, basically it's a prediction of, like, Twitter and how much social media sucks is the... Uh, the long and short of it. And it's actually a really, really interesting scene. It's about seven minutes. There you go, Dave. Seven minutes talking straight about this shit. Probably could have shaved off a couple minutes there and get your point across, but... Um, Don't you tell yeah, him how to, how to implement his own artistic vision? Hey, He's an auteur. Hey, I'll, t I'll take seven minutes over the Metal Gear Solid 4 where some, some cutscenes are an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, that, I, I literally game... had to, I literally had to pause and go take a break because I was like, wait, the cutscene's not over. <laughs> Much like how Titanfall Two is constantly brought up as this like massively, like there's nothing like it, prolific game. Lot so many people, more so with Metal Gear Solid Four, like anytime it's brought up on a podcast, like oh my god, what a game, and it blows my mind why people think that that is a good game. I think it is. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Four is terrible, but. Metal Gear Solid 2, it's a very interesting game. I didn't play it till years after it came out. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. You know, you got the fake-out that the... You know, Kojima can't help himself. Where you, you think you're playing a snake, and then you play as this blonde-haired bitch that everyone hated. Boy, and then eventually boy, turned boy, around. Whiny <laughs> bitch, sorry. And, uh, naked, yeah, whiny bitch. <laughs> Just... That doing cartwheels all over the anymore? place. Anymore? Naked, naked, <laughs> but, naked cartwheeling whiny bitch. I could, what a can can someone uh, next Halloween? I'm going to um, be naked Ryan. I'm going to go as a naked Raiden and just cut my balls the entire time and just cartwheel down the street to the bar. Uh, I got to learn how to cartwheel first without my hands. That should be your, right. that should be gotta, your costume I, as your instruct as your teacher. <laughs> I got a solid year. I'm gonna figure this out. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2, you know, it's it's one of those how games to keep the, that's... Uh, how to keep the blonde wig attached whilst you're cartwheeling. Yeah. Glue. Washable glue. Uh, I, I think... Uh, uh, no, it. Dragstars do what they do is they um, put tape around their head, and then they'll glue the go. wig to the tape. Alright, I'll start watching a couple episodes of uh, RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag, Drag University on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Drag Race, sorry. Yep. You'll, get, yeah. you'll get plenty of ways to do that. But again, regardless of what we think about Metal Gear Solid, it is one of those games that kind of dis deserves to be uh, discussed to a, to a point in, in terms of its uh, 20th year anniversary. So yeah, like it or hate it, it is... Uh, everyone knows that game. Right, Dave. Like, yeah. 
Okay, so my choice is 25 years old. Um, it came out on the PC, although it's been ported to basically everything since. Hmm. Is this Civ? No. <laughs> um, when did Doom come out? Is that lo uh, longer than 25 years ago? It's not Doom. I was going to say you're on the you're on the right lines. Not Quake. Duke Nukem. Duke no. Nukem. So Duke uh. Nukem 3D is my choice. Duke Nukem 3D absolutely does not hold up. Right. Um, anybody who's like playing video games now, um, if you're a new new starter, and you know you, you're 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 joining the thing now, Duke Nukem is absolutely not worth playing. But it makes my list because it was a pretty big tempo game for me when I was a teenager at the time. Um, I mean, it's it's the first proper game I can remember. Um, my, my best friend's granddad had a um, amazing PC. That time, absolutely amazing compared to all the crap that we had at the time. So we used to go to his house and go stay over there, and um, you know we used to have to do friendly stuff like go play with his granddad and go for walks in the park and all that kind of stuff. But the payoff was we'd get to spend the evening playing on his computer and staying up until the middle of the night and playing his computer that could play Duke Nukem 3D like as it was intended. You know, graphics pumped up, sound on, all that kind of business, and love that game um it's never getting a remake i mean in this kind of day and age you cannot remake a game like junior 3d and get away with it um it just it just wouldn't work uh unless I mean, unless it made fun of itself in game well, I, I, they, they made fun of themselves in forever and forever was abysmal uh, you just can't do it i mean you cannot you cannot make a game where one minute you can be blowing up aliens and the next minute be tipping strippers um yeah insane crap like he says it's that type of humor has aged poorly and they tried with yes. that game they came out what was it the game that was in constant forever. limbo forever forever yeah yeah, yeah. just at the, yeah, at I the mean, time though dave when you first like went to the urinal and able to piss in it like like as a teenager like this is fucking awesome right yeah you can't deny there's a, pool table. That. there's a pool table you can actually play pool at the pool table and you know and i think it's another game as well it's just got it had cultural references you know coming out of his ears so you know back when like family guy was the biggest thing on tv and stuff everybody liked family guy because it was all cultural reference cultural reference cultural reference junior can 3d was the same sort of thing so you're playing through there and like you walk into a bar and the oj like bronco chase is on the tv in the corner and then you go around a corner and there's a space marine who's been murdered somewhere and then you look through another thing and there's like Han uh, luke skywalker dangling from the ceiling and stuff the game is just absolutely jam-packed full of stuff like that um which you know you kind of get lots and lots of knowing nods as well so it was a really well-made classy well not classy classy is absolutely not what it is it was a well-made fun video game at the time it's aged poorly because obviously just mechanically it's not it's not acceptable anymore i mean you, you do see games coming out like this that there does seem to be an undercurrent of releasing like demaked first person shooters on the pc at the minute in, in, in an indie guys but like it, it doesn't stand up it doesn't stand up but 25 years it just makes me feel old because that was a really really big big game for me when i was a teenager so you're saying it's my generation south park the stick of truth and staff south park the fractured butthole in regards to the type of comedy right. used that like may not age very well 20 years from now south park might not well i i think to be honest with you it probably hit it about the same time south park did i mean south park is about that sort of age isn't it you know you go back to the very first episode mm -hmm. that's got to be late 90s Right, but South the comedy Park, used in those games are a little more modernized compared to the type of humor they used 20 years ago from the first episode mm. of the show. Yeah. Well, I mean, th yeah. 
they're, they're a kid. I, I think, think definitely. Right, South Park is more satire, where Duke Nukem is more shock value. Uh, I think that might be one of the I differences see. there. Okay, okay, never mind. I would, I would, I would change my answer and say that's not, and not a uh, comparable. The, hey, the, 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 the police officers were anthropomorphic pigs. Do you they get were. it? Gotcha. <laughs> the, the the thing that I liked about it was there was an adult switch in it, which you could put a password on it. So like like I said, we used to go and play this at my mate's granddad's house. So part of that was that you know until he was like in bed, we'd have to play it with the adult switch turned off. And there was a password on it as well, so like we we put a password on it, so his granddad couldn't turn it on, and that did things like it disabled all the strippers, um, it removed poop, blood, um, you know, any sort of slime, like anything that was in any way, shape, or controversial. So when you shoot people in that game, blood spouts go everywhere. When you kill somebody, it leaves blood trails on the floor. If you walk through the blood trail, it'll take footsteps of blood everywhere after you. All that kind of stuff. All of that just gets cut out if you flipped over the switch. But the funny stuff is it's still there. So, like, there are these, like, you know, if you can see a stripper in the game, so when you walk into the strip club, if you've got the adult switch on, you can't see the strippers. They're just not there. There's just a load of stripper poles. But if you shoot a gun at where the stripper would be, there is a rain of like money <laughs> that happens because effectively it just made the, the stripper invisible or whatnot. But that was always quite fun. So like, oh, oh, your granddad's coming around. So Quick, you could kill you off. could you could kill a stripper, but she's just an invisible oh, yeah. stripper. She's just an invisible stripper. Yeah, <laughs> it's the future. Invisible invisible strippers. Why did I come to this strip club? I, I can't. Even I, don't, I don't think they don't very much money. <laughs> right. They apparently well, have fair, a lot though. on them. Yeah, yeah maybe that's how they pickpocket them. So like, you just go to the strip club and you're like, "Oh, I just lost money. How did I lose money? I didn't see anybody." It's <laughs> great. Right, so I'm, I'm I'm going to talk about a vehemently forgettable game, very briefly, um, which is more than likely going to get a modern update, probably in about two two years time. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 turns 10 this year. I can remember literally nothing about that game. Big old fight on Wall Street. Don't you... There's a big opening scene, isn't there, where you're on a submarine or something. Don't you... Don't you infiltrate and sink a submarine, then escape from the submarine, go on a boat ride across, like, the New York Harbour, and then end up fighting all your way down to Wall Street? You could do. I've got absolutely sure no recollection of it. Um, Did you so play that, it? Um, Honestly, you could just I'm name sure. any epic thing, and that's probably what happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just a an shooty bang bang game from Activision, um, which is Modern Warfare Two is getting a remake, which is coming out next year. So this is going to be on the list to get a remake at some point soon. Oh sure. Um, but the game that I did want to um, mention. Yes. Yes, Dave. Modern Warfare Two's already had a remake. The Modern Warfare that's coming out next year is just like a reimagining of Modern Warfare. But he said two. three. I thought you said two. Uh, yeah, I did. All right, all right. All right. Oh, okay. no, I oh, did, say, did modern... say two. I thought I said three. Yeah. So the Modern Warfare that's coming out next year is a continuance of the Modern Warfare that came out two years ago, which is an entirely new, entirely new thing, but uses the same names. <laughs> Because they I think, I think we, I think we all see the problem here <laughs> with this general you confusion. You don't pay enough attention to Call of Duty, yes. <laughs> not sorry, enough Warzone. Not sorry, enough Warzone. Need more Warzone on that in that vein there to get to get them going. 
So, um, another game turned 10 this year. Um, hey, who said you get two? Well, I, I said I wanted to... We didn't spend very long talking about the forgettable uselessness of Modern Warfare 3. That's your fault. Um, <laughs> so, um, I will give you a hint. It was made in Australia and funded and released by Rockstar. Oh, the noir game detective nonsense. Hello, noir. Turn 10. Um... One excellent studio turn tennis. Sorry, carry on. Um, it was made by Team Bondi, or as many people used to call it on various different things um, in America, Bondi. 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 New one. Team Bondi. Um, this, I, I've, I have mixed feelings about Hello Noir because it was trying to do something different with the interrogations and can you tell if someone's lying or not? But then the reactions were so overly um, dramatised that is someone lying? <laughs> Just flinging their eyes and head around. They video um, gamed it too much. Yeah, you feel like their neck was going to fly off. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't there, I swear. <laughs> As as fingernails fly off his hands. Um, you're lying. <laughs> oh, I was right. Okay, yay. Uh, it was interesting when this got ported to the Switch that they took that out, and they made the choices more simple. So I think it was just believe or not or disbelieve, not not um, get angry or what? What were some of the other ones? Um, they, they tried to do too more. much with this. The production value seemed really high, but then when it came down to the wire, they couldn't re they couldn't deliver it, and then the studio ended, ended up getting disbanded. But I, I I liked what they tried with this. I quite enjoyed the game. I mean, it wasn't there to be the most action-packed thing. People would, were saying that it could be like a um, 1950s GTA, which I don't know where people got that idea, because... It was quite clear what it was going to be, which was more methodical, slow-paced. And the shooting only happened in a very few sections of it. But I quite like the fact that Rockstar took a risk and greenlit this as a project. I'll always appreciate that, definitely. Something that went out of its way to try something new and be new unique and explore like new technologies... Regardless of how it sold or how it was received, yeah, I, I definitely agree, agree with that. Was it, um, I only played the first case. When it opens up, is it kind of like a mini open world or is it more linear? Like no, it's, really... it's linear story-based mission, so you go okay. from case to case. Alright, I, I think that's the best way to go with something like that. It was slightly tedious at points. Hmm. I've never played it. Me neither. But I've seen a lot of it. Yeah, it was it's, it's always on my to-do list, but it was always at like number seven and never made its way to the top. <laughs> That's literally what I was going to say. <laughs> I think... Um, what What is that? David Cage's newest game that's bad? The AI game? Detroit Become Human. Detroit Become Human. 
that game was at its best when and this is this makes sense the way that those games are situated where you're kind of highlighting things on in in the world and focusing on them and and looking at them and stuff like oh the this style of game is totally perfect for a detective story and the best things about that game were when connor was exploring a um murder scene and you had to very meticulously look around the area and figure things out and then it got into like all the other bullshit like uh, I do like I do appreciate what LA Noir was doing where they they take out all that stuff and they focus on the case. I hope in the future maybe they can revisit that idea or at least someone else can do something similar where cut out all the extra bullshit and make a game that's solely about examining a crime scene because even with um Heavy Rain, I believe the crime scene stuff for me at least was the best part of that game as well. Yeah, I was going to I was um, going to counter back and say that I think Heavy Rain is that game pretty much. But then they have all this extra stuff with all the... Then you're fighting a guy at, like, a, a junkyard and you have to press triangle or else you're going to die. Like, but that's part all of, that unnecessary but stuff. But, but that's part of, like, they, solving the murder, though. Like, because they're, it's not like you're going to... It's not like you're going to go to a place to solve a murder every single time where there's no one around that potentially, like, is a criminal or something like that. Like, then then that's boring. Well, well I think right. it's the weird but, thing about Heavy Rain is that you go and investigate all these murders by yourself when normal murder investigations there would be other police officers forensic pathologists well um, i well the game's old the game's old enough for me to spoil it is technically so like technically the one that's the detective that's doing it he's doing it to cover up his own crime he's more like a private eye though he's going to be by himself i think yeah. he's talking more about the and and, and so and so there's no real police office well there is there a police officer he there is one yeah, he's got like kind of yeah, the vr a, unit right. with like the, he is but the, the crime but the crime scenes he does go to he does have other people there and it's a rarity he gets it i think there's only one time he goes to a place to check it out himself on his own first but he does get back up after maybe I'm talking more about like a game like that. Like, doesn't need QTEs for the story to progress. Is what I'm. Evan, what about if they did that in the um, Judgment series of games? Oh God, yeah. I mean, that, I think that's something that the Judgment series is lacking, because it's too close to the Ryuga Gotoku, the Yakuza stuff, where it's more about fighting. And I think if they're going to distinguish those games, if they're going to split those and 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 keep them parallel. That I think going more in the detective route would work better for a judgment. I, I I do agree with that. Well, now with Daddy Yakuza gone, that might change. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that is a good thing or a bad thing. Who who knows how like tightly knit that group is and how much Nagoshi actually controlled the projects. Made, controlled the projects. Yeah. Uh, I got one for you, fellas. Another twenty fifth anniversary. Uh, hint. Um. It is still a, a massive, massive, massive phenomenon today. 25 years? What kind of game is it? Can you give us a hint like action, R racer? RPG. But not the kind of RPG you would think. Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon Red and Blue came out 25 years ago. Um, I will say it does not hold up to the test of time. 
And there's one reason why. There's a game called Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, which is the ultimate Pokemon game that is not a Pokemon game that you should play instead. And the other part, and the other part is Red and Blue don't hold up because there's already like 50 other games that are exactly the same thing with little increments that are better. So you might as well just play those and not play the, the original because the original really doesn't give you anything. Because the, the art looks worse. The animation, there is none. Uh, the mechanics are exactly the same as every other game, so there's nothing that's special about it. The only thing special about it is the original 52? Wait, are, are you talking about Red and Blue or Sword and Shield? Because you could argue the exact same points for... The most recent Twitch game. Technically, there's actually four Pokemon games that have anniversaries this year. (laughs) So, I mean, you could trade them all out for each other, and you'd be you'd be sold. So, my my argument. They're all the same, aren't they? Yep. With better graphics. Right. Yep. That in like small changes, like small nuanced changes, but I still you can stroke your Pokemon. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Yep, make I mean, them happen. Make give a, you a pedometer and let you take your Pokemon for a, a literal walk. Make them, make them happy. <laughs> uh, I will say, I will say though, uh, and I'm really, really pushed that I will say that I think Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch has the has the combat system Pokemon should have adopted and should adopt um, moving forward, even though they have not adopted that system yet. I think they should. I 100% agree. The I, I Wrath of the White Witch is great. Yeah, I, I I think it's quite good too. The only thing I would say that I think you're missing is the unspoken elephant in the room here is that Pokemon's a kids game, and the reason why they haven't done that is because they don't want to alienate children. And as a father to a six-year-old boy who literally started playing his first Pokemon game yesterday, I can see why they wouldn't. I mean, Pokemon mm. is dead straightforward and dead simple because you know that's that's who they were aiming for. The only reason it's still where it is now is because those silly little monsters become cultural icons but can they've stuck with us isn't there an argument to say can't they do both can't they make the, an old pokemon game uh, the old style pokemon game for your for your child and still make a modernized pokemon game for someone who's been with the franchise for 25 years who's known the but, franchise since they were a tiny little baby and has still a connection and a nuance with the pokemon series and say give me something that's more adult Heck, the Pokemon movie did so well not only because of how much it was a good kids. It was it wasn't because the story and the plot was not kid. Isn't like for the age group you think it would be. It's actually for more the adult than it was for the kid, because of the how. I mean, it dealt with death, death of parents. It had some really gruesome scenes where you're like, "Ooh, I don't know if I want my kid watching this. My little kid watching this," or just I mean, like I watched The Land Before Time when I was a kid, and that movie's. <laughs> very dark and i still loved it right i mean like it's a balance of like of, but, of but, both right? but my point is like the reason why it was so successful is not because it was a successful kids movie it was a, it was a successful movie that bridged the gap between money. it was it was a successful movie because it was the kind of movie that parents could take their kids to and not absolutely want to shoot themselves or 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 decent or 20 year olds <laughs> yeah. like myself that have grown up with the series can go to and still have a good time with because it's yeah. like wow they respected the material and i don't feel talked down to like a child and seeing i choose you pikachu for like the 20th time on a screen where ash somehow is 15 for 20 years <laughs> 
No, I totally agree. I think the only thing is, is that this is when you get into sort of stupid armchair CEO nonsense, don't you? And the honest mm -hmm. truth is, is they haven't evolved it. They haven't changed it because they don't need to. Well, Every they're trying now. The biggest game in the world. I mean, they are, but they, well, they sell mil twenty they million have. copies. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They don't need to. I mean, the thing is, is there's always kids. There, there are always a chain of kids coming, and for some reason, these games still, you know, the, the adults who like them still quite like them when they're older. Because I think there's always a place in everyone's game, you know, backlog for an easy, no effort, brain off, just enjoy the ride kind of thing. And I think that's what this feels. It comes out every two years. It's it is what it is. It's the same, and nobody really complains that it hasn't really changed. Because if they complained mm. it hasn't changed, then they would have complained. Well, I think, I think I mean, I, the games people people do complain that they don't change. They just still buy them because they have kids. Oh, exactly. But but it's not they buy them. It's the kids that still buy them. Like them as adults are like we don't want to buy. I, like I haven't bought a Pokemon game in years, and you know I haven't bought a Pokemon game ever. No interest. <laughs> well, and, and I've, I've uh, only and, ever and, bought Blue and, twenty five years ago. And what I've else? Never played a Pokemon game since. But what I'll say uh, is, I well, this generation <laughs> as as a as a like, you know, as as a business. You can still do both. It's not. It's called expanding the market, right? Like that's basic business. It's like you have your market, and then what you can do is you can create another product to expand your market. So keep making the same old Pokemon game. That's fine for those for those kiddos that keep playing it. And then now, and now they're actually trying it with that new Pokemon game. It, it was it Icarus or whatever it's called, a car, or whatever. Whatever it is, I still think it's a half-ass attempt at Arcanist. it. But at least they're trying. I'm not going to. I'll probably not buy it. But you know, see, because that's the they, point, isn't it? Well, they should have done that's it. The issue, but they, but that's their fault for not doing a better effort. Thing I, is, I, I, I shouldn't reward Pokemon... them. I shouldn't reward them with my money just to say, "Oh, you did a half-ass effort at it," and I'm just. No, gonna... no, it's like no, like I earn my money, and they should, and they aren't not. But I think I think the market for an R-rated Pokemon RPG is is a lot smaller than than we think no. the potential there is. Well, I, I don't, I don't I, we're, talk, we're I talking. You throw that. Pokeballs at invisible strippers, <laughs> and the money comes out, <laughs> and then you catch the strippers and the Pokeballs. Like <laughs> there's money to be made here. But again, I think I think you're, I think you're taking. Isn't that what Shin Megami Tensei is? But I think you're taking it to the way That's extreme true, by actually. saying like you want a you want an R-rated Pokemon game. That's I know like, I was being facetious there. I know, but that's but but that's what. That's not what I want. I just want one that has more nuance than paper, rock, scissors. <laughs> like, I'm done playing rock, paper, scissors. I, I did that on the playground 20 years ago. I'm, I'm good. I'm all good with rock, paper, scissors. Like, even I like honestly, Persona 5 is like the closest thing you get to like a little more nuance. But at the same time, I still think it's in a sense, paper, rock, scissors. There, there is something. This is not a discussion for today, but rock, paper, scissors is such a influence on the gaming industry dude no like in japan rock paper scissors is still used every single day by everyone to the a ridiculous extent we can we cannot get into it today but the fact that you have games like triangle strategy and pokemon and all these games doing the rock paper scissors thing it is part of some of this root cultural thing where rock paper scissors is fucking used for everything in japan to make these I, kind I of thought like you were actually going to say that like in, in normal society. Yeah, that's so what I thought you... too. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I didn't see it at the Olympics. I wanted, to, I would expect them to be doing it at the Olympics. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if Japan was like, hey, what if we did rock paper scissors and then Japan won because I don't know, it's so, it's it's used for everything. You, here. It's, you, you know it's what? I, I would have been anyway, when you said that. Boxing. 
when yeah. you when you said that i i wondered if uh the olymp you know like because the home country gets to bring their own event like i think they get four events they get to bring in and i was like what if they brought in paper rock scissors do it man <laughs> there's there's like a whole psychological thing i use it all the time in 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 class like all right everyone okay groups one two three four five ten rock paper scissors winner comes up i i, I use it every single day it's and everyone's like yep sure do do like no one questions it it's decisive for every. you see little kids uh, no one questions with the football. paper rock scissors or or like a dodgeball or a football and like someone falls on something and it's like whose ball is it without even thinking like rock paper scissors boom the kid who loses is like i lost i lost it's yours see, like, see, it's, see you see can decide it, anything with rock paper scissors it's actually quite amazing well it's so it's, simple it's such a simple game there's a clear winner there's a clear loser and the loser's like I'm not. There's. There's no way to deny that I lost. It's. It's yours. But it's, Evan, um, if if it's back us, it's, it's like back us in Wisconsin. You know what the kid would do if he lost, right? He'd sock that kid in the face and go take the ball. <laughs> yeah. See, I think rock save rock save rock rock saver pizzers. You know that classic child's game. That's just, what he's always just going to use an extra rock in that rock paper scissors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, where are we with these anniversaries? Yeah, what's what's your what's your bad one, Evan? What's your bad one? Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a McWomble where I'm gonna throw out one that we don't have to discuss and move on to the more important <laughs> stuff. Is uh, same with Pokemon, uh, 25 years. Waste Rave 64. I know Ubisoft. I don't even know what that is. Kind of has like the monopoly on extreme sports games yeah. when they have. Wave race. What is it called? Is it? Wasn't wave it Wave Race sixty four? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I say? Something that wasn't Wave Race. Well, I would, I would call, I would say that you misunderstood me, but I did, but I did just say. Wait, rock, do you want to do? Do you want to do rock paper scissors? Paper, scissors. Who was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to do it? I'll do it. Wait, well, how, you know what? The way that it's done, that'll oh, take Oh, oh, I know 64. Wave Race. Oh, I love Wave Race. That's that's a great game. That's fun. Yeah. So basically, Ubisoft has a monopoly on extreme sports or this kind of style of stuff, only because no one else makes these games. And I don't know. I think this was as much as I love the N sixty four. I quickly jumped ship to the PlayStation once Final Fantasy seven came out. My brother bought it, and I completely just like threw my N64 in in the corner to collect dust because after the first like two or three years of the N64, the wall wow factor had had kind of um, dissipated, and everything after that was just like utter utter shit. I think the N64 is a horrible, terrible system, but I will never forget my experiences with Super Mario 64 and so on and so forth. And Wave Race was one of these games where just the physics of of the waves up and down yep. and going off those ramps and all the, the tricks you could do. I, I didn't have a PC growing up, and I don't know exactly what games had come out during that time, but I had never experienced anything like this game, and I just have the fondest memories of playing this game. And I'm not like a racing type of person, but there's something very specific about this particular game and how it felt to play, especially with that controller, that <coughs> I think, now that Ubisoft... You know, this Riders Republic has just come out, or is coming out. I'm not sure. There was a beta. They could do something with this. I think would be the best 
or, or like make it an addition to Riders Republic. I'm not sure, but um, Play, no, don't. I don't know. Don't if, do that. If anyone here, it's, no, don't well, do that. Well, it's because it's the game is so archaic, like and basic for each of the uh, each of the uh, disciplines that I think you would lose the, the what made it special, thing. right? Like if it was maybe a I water, guess, yeah. sport, like if you had like a water sports game where it's like all like boats, boat racing this type of uh um whatever you call the game that things. we've always wanted right <laughs> the boat like, racing game or to jet rule moto all, right like put this in jet sure. moto like make a new jet moto and then put that in this actually yeah, i ooh, think um how old is jet moto Hello. um anyway so wave race 64 very fond memories as a kid and then what i wanted we're kind of running up on time here but um 30 years ago, two of the most perfect games that have ever been created came out in uh, Super Mario World and Zelda A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. There are very few games I think anyone can say is are perfect. And slightly with pixel games, it's not fair because most of the early 3D stuff aged poorly just simply because developers are trying out new things and as great as they were in, in their time, even on Super Mario 64 or uh, Ocarina of Time, they just don't play well anymore. However, with a pixel game like this, left to right, jumping with a control, no lag, it's directly connected into the system, all that stuff doesn't age poorly. And I just think these two particular games, in the framework of what the games that they're trying to make as a platformer in this kind of action-adventure game with Zelda, is like complete... It's it, complete perfection for me. It's two of the best games that I've ever played, so we don't really have to talk about them. I don't know how much you guys played those as, as kids, but uh, those are two highlights for me 30 years ago. You said Ocarina of Time. I played the I played the um, the 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 2D the the new 2DS version of that game um, at for my first time, but I will say I required a lot of help. A lot of help. Oh, I, I was specifically Except... talking to Link to the pa Link to the Past for Super Nintendo. Oh, oh, okay, never mind. I think Ocarina of Time has aged very poorly, but 2D games on Super Nintendo, forget about it. As my technology's Polish, catches, as my Polish uncle used to say, forget, forget about <laughs> it. My German Polish uncle, forget about it. Yeah, it, I think it's because that technology is just a capsule now, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't get any better than it was then. It doesn't get any worse. You're no longer on a progression curve with that. Whereas, right. you know, 3D technology, you are. So, you know, 3D technology always compares badly. Even if you look at, like, 3D games that came out during the PS2 era compa uh, compared to the PS4 era, or, uh, era, there's a massive difference. Whereas development at that really kind of stopped and okay i know that's not technically true because the indie scene in pc and console games now is still sort of progressing that 2d but i think what it's gone though is it's gone from a mainstream thing so everybody remembers those two games being massive mainstream hits whereas the stuff that's coming out now is is really kind of only for gaming nerds particularly it's not got the same kind of cachet um i don't think anyone's ever going to feel yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody's going to feel that strongly um about you know uh, mark of the ninja or something like that as they are about you know mario from the snes um yeah i, yeah, I would definitely. i'd slightly disagree with you about the um 
the technology about 2D comparing it to 3D just slightly. Um, the only thing I pushed back on was say like, I think it applies for when, how early in the new era did the game come out? So like the example, if like you were saying like, I bet early 2D games are not as good as the late 2D games. Same thing with the 3D games. So like the first Tomb Raider is not as good as like the latest Tomb Raider from the last from the end of the PS1 generation. Um, but if you look at the early PS2 PS2 games, they weren't as good as if you looked at the later PS2 games. And it's the same for every console generation. As they learn the new technology and as they get uh, more uh, get more with the tool sets and know their limitations and, and and put expand the boundaries of what they can do technology wise, the games do get better. So I I would. The only that's the only disagreement I'd have with you about that. I, I I agree with you, but I will argue that Super Mario World and Zelda: A Link to the Past, in particular, are the exceptions to the rules. Where you well, have I think Nintendo's there's always I think there's teams. I think there's always exceptions to the rule of like there's oh, of a, there's an early game that's always really good. Like I still think the first okay. Tomb Raider is yeah. really good, even though it's early in the generation. Right, but in terms of just like level design, pixel art, just everything that super and Super Mario World like. It was they had a package with it came out when the system came out. Um, I believe that's also true for the Japanese release. Uh, I'm actually not quite sure, but like it came out with the Super Nintendo, and no game, no platformer ever topped it in the entirety of the Super Nintendo's life. But that's also you know it's like the top tier team at Nintendo working on uh, this game. But yeah, I, I don't know. Thirty years ago, it's crazy to think there's thirty years ago. Be truthful, but yeah. Anyone Do got any more? Um, I've got a few mentions. Honorable, so, dishonorable, or honorable? <coughs> well, let's start with the dishonorable. Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword. Yeah. Ten. Ten. Yep. That game. Where's? But, where's that? Where's Tomb Raiders? I, I want him to be on here so we can talk about how horrible utter trash skyward sword is it is a terrible terrible zelda game and just a terrible video game in general uh dark souls the original dark souls turns 10 i'll take that that's that's, a, that's an honorable mention uh, honorable batman mention. arkham city also turns 10 this year great wow. great mention actually is it is it a hot take to say that i like arkham asylum more than i like arkham city um, I don't think it, so. Arkham, Arkham Asylum, I, I preferred playing that game more. I know Arkham City does everything just that little bit better. But I don't know. Is it just the going back and having the feeling of playing that first game and thought, oh, Batman game is not shit. Yeah, and I think I think maybe it's also because the it's it's a little more condensed compared to having that giant city where it's like side mission side mission side mission where it's like the first game really didn't have that yeah riddler trophies all over the place yeah that too and there's there's no point bloody batmobile point, point of order batman returns on the master system was yeah that yeah. was chris didn't that based also come the, out for um, uh, based on the, the genesis oh no 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 i'm thinking of um oh I, sorry i think i thought you were thinking of the movie the movie oh, the, the side scroller scroll the side scroller uh, movie game yeah the beat 'em up games are great. The last, the last one that I had on my list was from twenty years ago. Oh, sorry, sorry, be sorry. Before you, before we move on, really quick, uh, I will say I did like the Batman uh, Begins movie game. 
That one was pretty good. That was not bad. I never played it. The Christopher Nolan one came out for PS2. It was good. They they oh. I actually if you um if you go back and look at it, it actually takes some elements um, Arkham games take some elements from that game. There's stealth sections where you're kind of hanging above um, in areas and you use a fear meter um, to make your enemies afraid of you and the, the more afraid of you they get um, and you do things by like um, taking your batarang and hitting something in the environment and something falls over next to them and scares them. Um, and once it gets to a certain point you actually become invincible and you can beat the living crap out of them without having them fight back. <laughs> pretty impressive right. and it had some cool batman <laughs> batmobile sequences but sorry go ahead uh and unlike um arkham knights which had no impressive batmobile sequences throughout the entire game shut your mouth um then the last oh, one i had on my list was picking up from evan's wave racer 20 years ago today no not today this month ssx tricky was released. It's to you, Raku, Raku, it's tricky. tricky. Now that that is, I, when did that get re-released? Was it a couple of years ago? Uh, not too long ago. I remember they brought it I, back. I think that that game did not get enough fanfare for its re-release because that is mm. a, a a good fun um, extreme sports game, like arcadey extreme sports game that uh, that era really really knocked it out of the park with these kind of very arcadey takes on extreme sports like but, cool borders was also a one that i really enjoyed oh you, you mean you mean cool here we go <laughs> yeah yeah here we go so it's it's weird how that those it gets implanted in your head oh yeah the, the those things are in they're in there for the, life the delivery everything uh, my favorite thing on Cool Borders was just to do the, um, was never the races. It was only just to do the trick challenge where you just kept going off ramp after ramp after ramp as they tell you what trick you have to perform. And then eventually you, you if you fail on the trick, you then you then lose and then you have to keep going and try again. Oh, I love that. Because it, be, it would be like doing just like a 360 and then you would be doing like a 720 and then you'd be doing like a a 1080 with like two flips and it's great i loved it because at, <clears throat> at the same time ssx was out you had i can't remember which tony hawk game was out but that was so much more complicated Pro Scare SSX, you just you, know, you could just fly downhill and do insane tricks and build up your speed meter and trick meter and it just it was and i do remember great arcadey fun and I do remember when you hit the hit tricky, and then you do hit the button to be tricky. Like you get this, the, you get this like little jet of the color that you're wearing of your outfit. It's like a fa- uh, it's like a blur in the back. I love that. While the song plays, oh, it's so iconic. So so much fun. Right. It's just bringing back my it's childhood. A genre, my childhood. It, it just sort of died, really, isn't it? It's it's kind of weird that because you went for a ten yeah. year period probably where. By everything so from ps1 up to the end of that generation up to the end of the ps2 generation there was just tons of it everything from snowboarding skateboarding bmxing surfing you know the whole works even like off-road karting in certain in some certain circumstances you could you could score cool extreme sports well during um, that well during that ps2 generation i mean heck the ps2 is one of the best selling consoles of all time but then on top of it you gotta think about it as like Gaming was 
relatively not as expensive to develop for and you could still make these licensed games and, and and pull them out pull these projects out pretty quickly so like you could have a lord of the rings game that comes out right when the movie starts you could have a you could have a, a spider-man game that comes out when the movie comes out so like it was just you could have spider-man and tony hawk yeah there's just so there's just so much uh there's so much oversaturation in the market that it, it's just a shock to think about now of being like there used to be a time where we had so many games we did not know what was coming out and we kind of do have that in the current age but not to the same in regards to the same tier quality like you still had those like b tier games but you had so many of them now it's just like they're all mobile games but the quality is so much lower compared to like if you tried to like compare that to like the b tier games we got it's like very different in quality I think it's that there's a gap there that people should be going for. I think the problem is though is that everybody's going for the wrong gap now. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, it might just be me, but I mean, I was not interested in any of the kind of serious versions of those. So like Tony Hawk's was good, but basically after Tony Hawk's three, I think Tony Hawk shit the bed. There wasn't a good one after Tony Hawk three. Um, you know, the same with the SSX. SSX was great because it was like I, I quite enjoyed Ready to Rumble boxing because it was stupid, and you know, kind of um, off the wall as well. Is when all of a sudden, like you know, games morphed and it became skate and, and mm-hmm. that kind of business. And I was just like, nah, you know, I haven't got, I haven't really got it in me to take this particularly seriously. I want to be doing like 20 meter jumps off of the ramp off the side of a World War Two plane in a hangar going after videotapes i don't really want to have to hold down the left stick and hold in the right bumper and tilt the right stick forward at 90 degrees <laughs> just to do one kind of grind because if i just hit the triangle tony would be doing this while dancing on the board this is boring so yeah I, it could do with going back to that well i would actually so it's, it's it's interesting that you say it that way because like my friends and i when so it's gay came out when i was back in like middle school or early high school and we were big skaters so like i i wasn't skateboarder i mean i skateboarded a little bit but i was not very good um i did more inline skating that's what we moved towards more of but what we did appreciate and why we love skate over tony hawk was because we were like oh my god it's it's so it's like if we were doing it at home like it's so real it's it's the thing that we think about doing and being like oh yeah the skill it takes to actually do it and and like compete with each other being like oh my god were you able to master this move like oh my god were you able to master that move similar to like something like guitar hero where it's like can you play through the fire and flames without messing up on expert mode like or or can you do it and get this certain score like it's just like times at night where we spend the night at a friend's house and we're just playing through the fire and flames like 17 times in a row between switching off between all of us to go like oh my god can you beat that score can you beat that score and it's um it was really interesting at that time compared to where it's like we were used to already having Tony Hawk. So we're like, if we wanted to play Tony Hawk, we have Tony Hawk. We got something fresh and we saw it as a fresh new outlook on, on skating in games compared to um, being like, if you want the fantasy, we have the fantasy. Go play Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Evan, yeah. a special mention for you. Uh, Titanfall 2 was five. Five years oh. old this year. Little I know how much you love that Titanfall. game. For- Wait, who are you referring to? Who's special for who? Who's it's you? Special for Evan because oh. he's the only person that doesn't like that game. <laughs> I'm the only the the only person in the in the world who thinks Titanfall Two is overrated. You know what I've... the weird thing is about Titanfall Two is, even just on the most recent Giant Bombcast, like I listen to several, and this is my own fault, really. I listen to several uh, video game podcasts like every week, and like like Clockwork. 
at least once or even twice a month, someone brings up Titanfall 2, followed by, wow, that's probably the single best single-player FPS campaign ever. It's like, you guys have to keep doing this to me. I can't take this. Stop fucking talking about this fucking overrated game. Yeah, so Titanfall 2, baby. Happy five-year anniversary. Just, just five years old, not even uh, started first grade. I hate this. Oh, battle. how you've like, grown. I, I, I've never actually finished it, right? I've, I've played a few levels of it, and it seemed fine, but it's, it's never been the top of my to-do list, so I've never ever, never ever made it all the way to the end. I absolutely despise the fact no one will ever talk about the fucking ending, right? Because you're right, it comes up on Game Face, like, once every two, three weeks or something. Everyone like, talks about it. it. And they just go, oh, yeah, the ending of that game is incredible. It's like, what the hell happens at the end? Just tell me. It, happened, it came out five years ago. Just... Ellis Why now, don't, I don't you care. just go to YouTube just, and look it up yourself? Because, because I don't, re- I, I don't remember listening to Game Face, and then by the time Game Face is over, I forgot that I'm mad at the fact. I might do it in a minute. But yeah, I was gonna say, do it now, now and forever. <laughs> and then I could, yeah, I could do, I could do you one better. I could, I could download it right now and then put it on our stream while we watch it all together. <laughs> but, but between, between, uh, oh, oh, that ending in Titanfall Two, and someone saying Daily Driver. You got you got two things where someone's gonna fucking flip a table. <laughs> That's like add it up to here. Well, like I mean, there's great things about that game, like the 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 prefab kind of trailer factory scene when they're they're making like these prefab uh, IKEA type um, buildings and, and and the cause and effect or whatever. Like it's fine, but. I don't remember anything about that fucking game. Like every boss died in three minutes, maybe even less. I don't know. Big baby five years old. Titanfall 2, how much you've grown. Make it make another uh Jedi Fallen Over and uh, Fallen Over. Fallen over? <laughs> <laughs> was it for my grandma? <laughs> Sounds like the new Obi-Wan show. <laughs> Jedi Fallen right, Over. Just... <laughs> Tighten up some of the mistakes you made on Fallen Order. Do Fallen Order 2, you you had a good thing going, make it kinda of tighten it up there and focus your time on that. I would much appreciate it. No, Respawn um, focusing the time on Apex Legends. Yeah, they got plenty Which of stuff to focus on, not yeah. Titanfall. <laughs> Just, you're, you're lots okay. of my students, lots of my students play Apex Legends. Gir- girls, boys, do, it, they, it doesn't they, matter. They 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 talk about it all the time in their and they write their like free s free writing essays, stuff like that. Yeah, they like they like that game a lot. And Me too. But I, all of my friends like COD. You know what, McWomble? Although, like, I have no dog in this fight, I, I feel like I want to help you convert them because this is something about COD that I just I don't like, and I'd rather have them play Apex, regardless well, of colors. the fact that they've made Titanfall two, and one. There's co- there's colors in this in t- Apex Legends other Plus, than gray they, and they, brown, and they actually have characters. You know, people that <laughs> right. look like actual people. Um, very quickly, both Metroid and Castlevania came out 35 years ago. Whew. Little did they know Whew. that eventually both of those names would be mushed together into into a single name that would refer to a genre, I suppose. And uh, yeah, remake. I don't think it's necessary. I think you can just continue on iterating on the style of game, which they've basically been doing with both of those series. Uh, so yeah shout out to those two 
The, the only memory I have of Castlevania is um, I was playing tag in the living room in my brother's room. I, I'm, That's a mistake. I was... I, I must have, yeah. Well, I have a giant Harry Potter scar in my head because I ran into the radiator. We were playing tag in the dark. Um, uh, when I was six, so my eldest brother is ten years older than me. So I was six, he was sixteen, and he had the room off of the living room. There was no door. He had a curtain. We were playing tag in the living room, and all I remember is, I grabbed the curtain and I pulled it back, and he was he was sixteen. He was with his friend Brian, and he was playing Castlevania 2, and he turned around and said, Evan, get the fuck out of my room! And I was really afraid of my brother, you've, so you've, I ran away. You've told this so. story before, so thank you for sharing again. Well, Mick Womble, you have the best memory out of this entire crew. You remember that, but no one else does. So I, I know you remember that. I'm just relaying <laughs> this to new listeners, possibly, although you are the only person that watches this on stream <laughs> yeah. so basically i'm telling that i'm i'm and, speaking uh, the same and, story to the only person that remembers and, it but and uh, on yeah. that note quake turns 25 this year maybe in 15 just keep shouting it out um secret of mana eight wait that's not right yeah. secret of mana is the music eight years old <laughs> i know the GBA is 20. Phew. Oh, um, Half-Life 2 Episode 1 is like something. It's 10 or 15 or something like that.